0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Laurel Park Weekly. It's Thursday. We're doing the show on Thursdays now, September 28th. And we're live here by the historic paddock at Laurel Park. I'm Stan Salter along with Dave Rodman, Ty Ellison. What a big weekend of racing we have coming up here at Laurel Park. It's the Commonwealth Turf Stakes Day. We have eight stake races on the grass featuring a bunch of nice Virginia Brads and three greatest stake races. The comeback of the Baltimore-Washington International turf cup it's a grade two some nice turf runners in there great to see this historic race back on the calendar
1: and with the 12 races on saturday stan a reminder we do have an earlier post time it'll be 12:30. 30 saturday this saturday only normally 110 a 12-30 tie. Oh, what a spectacular weather weekend we've got
2: coming up here, too, along with all the stakes action. Should be fast and firm, Dave, and I think will probably be one of the premier signals in the country with all that stakes action. Uh, you got a couple graded stakes, like you mentioned, Stan, and it's just going to be big, and, and the handles should be up
0: there and the payouts should be bigger. Yeah, if you like turf racing, we have seven race, seven out of the ten races on Friday's card, seven of them are on the turf, and then eight turf stakes for you Saturday part of our class on the grass featuring the grade two Baltimore Washington International Turf Cup and a couple grade threes as well. The Commonwealth Oaks for three-year-old fillies and uh, the grade three Commonwealth Derby for the three-year-old males. So we'll get to all that. Uh, let's start r- with the first of eight stake races on Saturday. It's going to be the 19th running of the Burt Allen Stakes and Special Envoy is going to be a what? A two to five, one to five. Uh, heavy heavy favorite in here for trainer Arnaud Delacour. This horse uh, is one his last couple races here at Laurel Park. Here's his win uh, in the Hansel. This was early August, and I remember he won. He wins by eight and a quarter here. And I remember talking to Arnaud in the Winner circle after he won this race. Where are you going to go next with Special Envoy? He said, well, I think there's a nice for a little Virginia bread uh, steak coming up in September. We'll, we'll w- wait for that. So Special Envoy is going to be fresh and ready to dominate Virginia breads once again, I think.
1: He'll be a solid favorite and uh, he's a nickel to a dollar last time out on the yielding ground here at Laurel Park. He really ate up the yielding ground on dominating that field. There was no Rosebrier in that race. He had since retired from that uh, runner-up finish behind Special Envoy. Uh, back in June, and Special Envoy had room to roam all on his own in the Hansel Stakes. Anybody can beat him in that race? I, I don't know. I mean,
2: it, It's <laughs> going to be tough. I think the outside River Riverdate uh, speed with Michael Maker, first time in his barn, mm-hmm. first time on the turf too, but uh, he's about 20% with that angle. So if you're looking to beat the horse, it, uh, I mean, you're going to get a good price on a Maker horse, and we've seen him yeah. pop it a couple times. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be uh, tough to beat the Special Envoy. But
0: uh, Riverdate would probably be who I pick, Speed on the outside. All right. I throw Speed Gracer in there in, in the exact, a nice allowance winner. Last out here on the grass at Laurel Park was uh, third behind Special Envoy in the Hansel for Susan Cooney, so I go with Gracer, but we're all going with Special Envoy in the Burt Allen, named after the late, colorful Virginia named, uh, who was named Burt Allen, of course, the father of Ferris Allen. He campaigned Miraclewood back in the 80s. Here's what trainer Ferris Allen had to say about Mr. Burt Allen, who this race is named after to kick off Commonwealth Day here Saturday.
3: It's a real tribute to our whole family that, uh, that a race is named after dad and, and you were lucky enough to know him so you know what a character he was and, uh, and you know people are never gonna forget him uh, and this is one thing that keeps his legacy going. And uh,
0: of course, Ferris trained Miracle Wood uh, for his dad back in the 80s. They got to the Preakness and they won some nice steak races. And You remember Burt Allen from Colonial Downs that always come dressed <laughs> up in a colorful tie, right? Well, he's, uh, He had the
1: ladies around him every, everywhere he went, in the winter circle, in the clubhouse, everywhere. Yeah, he was a character. And, uh, of course, uh, Burt uh, Ferris's family, uh, the, the whole uh, Ferris Allen family will be here uh, to make the trophy presentation as they usual do.
0: All right, so the nice 19th shirt. running of the Burt Allen Stakes, the first of eight stake races on the grass. The uh, the Burt Allen will be on the Fort Marcy, will be on the Fort Marcy in the Kelso Turf Courses all day, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, all week. And matter of fact, all right, let's get to the uh, second stake race of the day, which will be in race three. The Brookmead stakes for Philly and Mayors, three and up, going a mile and a 16th on the Kelso turf course here. We have a video spotlight of Sweet Sandy. Last time Sweet Sandy was on the laurel grass. This was back in the William Backer, uh, uh, almost a 14 to one upset. Here she comes with Jevion Toledo uh, from way back. And she ran up uh, to Saratoga last out in a Grade Three. Ran okay up there. She's paired up a couple 86 buyers. Here she comes, Sweet Sandy, uh, her last time here at Laurel Park. A little unlucky was Armois.
1: That was yielding ground. We're going to get some different conditions this weekend, Stan. We did have a course record come tumbling down uh, here at Laurel Park with that firm going last. I believe it was last week here at Laurel Park. So again, that was yielding ground. A lot of cut in the ground there. I think helped Sweet Sandy. Sandy. I think Amois is going to turn the tables on her this time around. She was just caught, looked home a winner, but there was Sweet Sandy rolling home.
2: If you had a winner on Amois that day, you were counting your money at the top of the right. stretch, mm. but uh, they did go 48 on the yielding ground. I think Sweet Sandy was a little bit of a uh, set-up horse right there. It was, it was a bit of a price, 13-1. to 1. I'm not going to go back. I'm going to go with Amois here. here. Uh, Queen Caroline, though, too, is going to be dangerous. Amois, Queen Caroline have kind of – knocked heads back and forth before they were probably the two uh, that are going to get most of the attention in the win- in the betting.
1: Yeah, so Queen Caroline's best when she can kind of control things at a more moderate pace, and she ran a big one last time out at Suffolk there in a restricted stake, uh, was behind Sweet Sandy running third, the video we showed you there, but again, there was a lot more pace up ahead, even though you saw 24-1 and 1 and 48 change, that was a pretty good um, pace considering the yielding ground. The pace perhaps not quite as Quick for Sweet Sandy's big
0: kick uh, this weekend. It'll be second time blinkers on for Queen Caroline. I'm going right, right back to Sweet Sandy. I might not All get right. thirteen to one. Maybe I'll get seven, eight to one. Javion Toledo had a big day uh, last weekend, winning three, I believe, last Saturday. So I'll go with Sweet Sandy over or more. Queen Caroline will be right there. How about Secret or not? This five-year-old mare has been hanging around, uh, running uh, against these uh, Virginia-bred horses. Been running against tough two other than Allowance Company here at Laurel park she is a three-time winner here at laurel park and her trainer ferris allen thinks she'll like the firm turf course she's going to get this saturday a lot better than her recent races where she's run over a soft turf course
3: uh, she's a real nice consistent filly um, she's probably not as fancy as a couple that are picked ahead of her in the race but uh, we get a little different surface this week it looks like we've been running over softer grass and, uh, and the grass courses has, has sped up and we think that might help us we'll see how that goes
0: now, well, secret or not, gets the Hall of Famer Edgar Prado to ride for trainer Ferris Allen. Prado had a, a big upset winner uh, our last big uh, stake Saturday we had here. Always thinking, what a $50-some dollar winner. Mm-hmm. Can Prado do it again here, secret or not? It'll be a nice price.
1: Well, hard to overlook a horse who
0: loves the course so much, that's for sure, and you get the bonus in Edgar aboard. Alright, so nice uh, be a nice addition of the Brookmead going a mile and a 16th on the Calso. Nice maiden special weight race four. We don't have time to talk about that, but I tell you what, the four non-stake races Saturday are, are some nice races as well. A couple nice maiden special weight races. It'll be a huge betting card. I believe we did over 4 million on this day last year and hopefully we'll do more than that this year. Let's take a look here at the punchline. This race four, three-year-olds and upward going five and a half furlongs on the Fort Marcy turf course with the rail at 87 feet, and I think two-notch road, the 10-year-old can do it again here. Let's show you his win in the Meadow Stable. I thought maybe the 10-year-old had lost a step, but here he comes from way back like he likes to do. He's a three-time winner on the Laurel grass. This win came in the Meadow Stable on a yielding turf course. Tried grade three company last out in the Turf Monster at Parch. Gets gets back to much easier Virginia-bred company. Uh, Here he comes, two-notch road from far back uh, to win last out at Laurel. Yeah, been lightly
1: handled by Glenn Thompson for sure, Ty, but that's really kind of paid off, hasn't it, This two-notch road?
2: Yeah, I think this was another case of the yielding ground um, that was playing a little bit... to the uh, to the closers that day. Mm-hmm. You've seen the turf course. Uh, we've seen records here fall the last couple of weeks. We haven't had any rain or precipitation, so the turf course is going to be playing quick. I'm going to go with Awake the Day in here. Going to probably be the speed. You're going to get a price. I'm not going to buy two-notch road. I'll probably use on a ticket could, to protect me a little bit, uh, but I think this is going to be a wide-open race, so I'm going to do Awake the Day who's going to probably be the controlling pace in here, and I'm hoping he can, uh, it, ho- she can hopefully take the wide uh, well, race she's
0: going to go in the Oakley, I think. I think she. I'm my guess. I didn't saw. We tried to catch up with Robbie this morning. We missed him. My guess. My guess. Uh, uh, I don't know for fact, but my guess is she goes against the Philly Mares in the Cross Oakley. Cross entered, yeah. yeah. A two notch road
1: last time. You know, got to remember, was uh, beaten four lengths only by pure sensation, one of the top turf sprinters uh, in the region, if not in the in the U.S. Uh, depending on uh, well who you would listen to, but I mean he's a solid horse, pure sensation. So you're beating four lengths at 75. To one and a grade three turf monster. He's coming back to Virginia Bread Company today. Uh, just when you think he's lost a step, he steps right into the winner's circle, right?
0: How about this uh, This horse, uh, the Six Cryptos Holiday? An interesting horse for trainer Doug Fowle. This horse <coughs> was a, a second at a big 40-to-1 price a couple years ago when he was two in the Jamestown. That was going 5.5 on the turf. He's been going long on the turf mostly recent. Since then, a nice win going a mile on the dirt against Allowance Company, last out uh, Delaware. So this 4-year-old son of Harlan's Holiday in good form right now. He'll be coming late with Katie Davis. uh, Crypto's holiday maybe uh, at an upset here in the punchline. Gate to
1: wire on Delaware with slow fractions on the dirt, but he's been able to close ground on the grass, which is a, a plus for him.
0: All right. So, uh, turn the turn the page here. Race six. We have uh, a video spotlight uh, and a soundbite here for you for the Oakley. This race for Philly and mares three and up, going five and a half furlongs on the Kelso with the rail at 35 feet. And we're, all right, awake today. I think she's going to go in here, Ty, but she's going to catch some tough monsters in here. Maybe. You're right. Maybe she ducks exaggerated in this race. Maybe she ducks it exaggerated for Delacour, who's going to be your heavy favorite. Maybe she does duck uh, exaggerated and goes against the boys uh, in the uh, the punchline. We'll see. I think the punchline came up a little bit softer, so that's why I thought uh, yeah. they would probably put
2: Awake today, I don't know, though, in, in the punchline, but we'll see here in the Oakley. we got a couple really good horses exaggerated on the outside for Arnold Delacour. He could have a huge day. Um, I think I'm probably going to single this horse a little bit uh, again, in the in the pick six or pick fours going going forward exaggerated yeah All exaggerated
0: right. yeah coming uh, second start this year as a five-year-old mare she's a two-time winner over the laurel grass she won the oakley a couple years ago uh here at laurel park uh the the one lone race this year tough uh hundred thousand dollar stake turf sprint at keeneland that was back in the spring she's been working lights out up there at fair hill she catches an outside post here could that compromise do you think dave
1: well, the thing that concerns me about Exaggerated is uh, it, and she really went off form in the White Oak at Pimlico last last summer, and she was 30 cents to a dollar. And believe me, the bridge jumper knew that. I believe there was somebody <laughs> who plunged a show on her there. Uh, and she probably could have run back um, earlier this season against Virginia Breds, and she hasn't. So, I don't know, coming off a time away from the races, I mean, perhaps a little bit vulnerable coming back. I mean, certainly her best form would Would probably uh, win against this group, but uh, I wouldn't blame anyone for trying to pick against her. On, uh, on Saturday.
0: How about the two Northern Eclipse? Hugh McMahon and owner Toby Roth have done very well uh, with this five-year-old mare. She won last time she was facing Virginia oh. Breds in the camp town. She gets Katie Davis. Those two are red hot. I like Northern Eclipse uh, behind uh, or right there, maybe an exact box with exaggerated. I ran against
1: Sylphide last time out, tie. I mean, that was good open company coming to Virginia Breds now. You're beating two lengths uh, against a mare who's in super form right now on the turf course for Sabelling.
2: Yeah, uh, Northern Eclipse and other horses. Uh, cross entered in the Brookmead also, but this is the one turn. The Brookmead's two turns. She's been running against uh, d- doing the one turn, so I think she'll stay in here. Do what I say. The Michael Trombetta horse right to the inside of Exaggerated. I love the name out of Not What I Do. Uh, I think it's a clever name, but I think this horse finishing third in the Camptown Two Back that was on a soft ground, yielding ground. But uh, right before that, in the M Tyson Golifin won this race by an open length, so or won that race. So could do what I say could could uh, round. Out the exact you got a good
1: combination there larry johnson having a great year the breeder and owner of do what i say michael trombetta winning everywhere it seems nowadays every time you turn around he's having a good meet here at laurel park and all along the east coast and winning races in new york as well so do what i say um an improving philly here, daughter of street magician
0: all right, let's show you a video spotlight here of Northern Eclipse back in early August. This was the last time she was facing Virginia Brads. This was in the camp town. She won wire to wire this day with the 76 buyer. J.D. Acosta was aboard this day. Katie Davis will ride today. She's a four-time winner now here at Laurel Park. Katie Davis and Hugh McMahon, they're a solid 23% together. So uh, this is going to be one of my top picks in this race. I, I think I'm going to pick the 11 exaggerated on top. That's good enough there. We know she wins the race. We're running short on time here, guys. Let's show you a sound bite as well from Lacey Goldad, who has a long shot in the race. First off, the claim here for this daughter. She Quality came out that Road.
2: last race great. It's kind of quick back. Um, the owner originally claimed her for a brood prospect so we're kind of looking to get some black type on her this weekend well she was great in front uh last time Forrest knows her really well she's ridden her I'm pretty sure her entire career so we're really going to leave that in the hands of Forrest um she drew all right it looks like the toughest horse is on the outside um there is a little bit of speed so we're going to kind of hope that Forrest knows her a little bit more than we do but she came out of the race in great shape so we're we're going to give her a try
0: all right, maybe a nice claim. Well bred three year old Philly by quality road out of a Meadow Lake mare. She won against Maiden 16 Company last out. Now a big step up against Virginia bred Stakes Company. Uh, but, but the barn's been going well and Forrest Boyce uh, having a nice meet as well. So long shot play maybe there in the Oakley. What do you think? I guess Larry Johnson
1: wins either way. If that Philly wins, right. he bred that horse right headed for Trompetta. So he's got a couple of angles going for him on Saturday.
0: All right, let's get a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll start with the graded greatest- We have three greatest stakes races for you this Saturday. We'll start with that right after this. Welcome back. This is Laurel Park Weekly previewing the big weekend. a couple nice carryovers for you on Friday. Ten race card on Friday. Seven races on the turf. We have eight turf stake races for you on Saturday featuring three graded stakes. And let's uh, start with race seven here. This is the grade three Commonwealth Oaks for three-year-old fillies going a mile and an eighth on the Fort Marcy Turf Course Rail at 87 feet. We have a video spotlight of In the Lee for the Hall of Famer Shug McGahee and owner Breeders. Stewart S. Janney the third. Janney trying to win this race for the third time in a row. He won it a couple years ago with Onis in the lead. Looks like another nice filly. She's a three year old by Tappet. This was a nice win, going nine furlongs against A other than Company last out. Now she steps up against stakes company. She ready?
1: You said the word, steps up against Stakes Company. This is going to be a much tougher group for in the lead to tackle on Saturday afternoon. That was her first time with Lasix. She's responded well there, uh, but the you know, question is the quality of the field she beat versus what she's going to be facing on Saturday, the French-bred filly, uh, Rimska from Chad Brown, Uh, Here's the typical Chad Brown runner. He's really gotten her to settle down since moving over here from France. Had some speed at Belmont in the two-year-old debut. Was fifth, beaten three lengths at 12-1. to The Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf gave her a little time off. And as a three-year-old came back to win the sweet chant, a graded race at Gulfstream uh, from off the pace. So, I mean, I think she's just primed and ready, wound up like a clock for Saturday's performance, Rimska.
2: I think in the Lee, Dave, is actually going to be the value play in here, because you got two Browns in here that are going to take all the money. Mm -hmm. In the Lee's probably going to sit six or seven. I'm with you, Stan. I'm going to use in the Lee on top. Uh, Rimska, I'm thinking this is only the second race uh, since the Breeders' Cup last year. Long layoff since uh, Goldstream Park. I'm thinking they're just using this as a prep race for something bigger down the line. Going to take a lot of money, but I think could be vulnerable and in the Lee could be sitting perfect.
0: I I use her in my top three. I don't use her on top. I pick her third. I I have Chubby star for Sagamore Farm and Horacio Paz. She's been running against heavy, heavyweights all summer long. She was second against the boys in the James Murphy on Preakness Day at Pimlico, and since then, a, a couple grade threes and then a decent fourth last out up there at Saratoga. She gets Jose Lascano to ride. She's one for one. She broke her maiden in debut here at Laurel Park. I like the eight chubby star I pick on top in this race. Yeah, well, she was
1: fourth beating three lengths to Proctor's Ledge at Saratoga and the grade three Lake George. And that pretty much says it all. Aside from running second against the boys, against Yoshida, and the Murphy against uh, straight three-year-olds, now uh, I mean she she's, she certainly fits in this spot. I mean uh, in the lead's got. Got a lot to do, I think, to beat this field. We'll see. We'll see what happens on
0: Saturday. And uh, Chad Brown is going to have one of the favorites with Remska. How about the other Chad Brown filly? I pick second, the Seven to Purge, a three-year-old filly by Tappet, out of a Jeblar mare, coming off a long, coming off what a a decent uh, size layoff for. 4-8, coming off a four-month layoff, last out up there at Saratoga, going a mile and 3 That was an impressive win up there. Got a strong 87 buyer. I think this is a nice Philly by Tappet. You get uh, Nick Juarez, who won the Black Eyed Susan this year. He started his jockey career here in Maryland. He's uh, riding up in New York now. I, I like the 7 to purge to be right there. And this is a tough, tough race here, the Grade 3 Commonwealth Oaks.
1: Yeah, he's riding for top outfits like Chad Brown, so he's getting on some good fillies up there. She's kind of a sneaky filly. Looks like she's improving a little bit. I mean, I I said that uh, the other Chad Brown runner is going to be wound up like a clock. It's too bad nobody uses clocks anymore, Stan. I guess I'm... (laughs) <laughs> little.
2: <laughs> Mike Maker's also got a horse. I'm Betty G. He's going to be the pace better. Right. Uh, could be dangerous. Finish second in the it. stakes. Good, good stakes at Indiana Grand last time. Oh, did, so. the, did I miss something with the clock thing? I've, I've been known everybody, to have jokes go everybody, over my every, head.
1: Everybody uses digital now. I don't know. It's just like, uh, I guess it means it could be a bad pick, is what I'm trying to say.
0: Okay. Well, uh, no, I, I think uh, she's a well bred Philly. That was a strong win at Saratoga last out, the seventh to purge. I like her over that French bred Philly coming off the layoff, All so right. it's a tough, tough Grade Three Commonwealth Oaks. Let's turn the page here. The feature of the day, uh, the comeback race uh, of the uh, of the year. This race hasn't been on our calendar in a while. Glad to see it back. to Grade Two Baltimore, Washington International Turf Cup, two hundred thousand dollars going a mile. This race will be run on the Kelso Turf Course with the rail at thirty seven feet. And uh, I thought Grand Motion was going to put Irish Straight in this race. We had a video spotlight pulled for that horse, Irish Straight in here ring weekend is in here for motion what a tough race this is the Hall of Famer Roger Atfield he ships into town with a couple heavyweights and I pick his horse Tower of Texas the six-year-old by Street Sense who's been running against nothing but grade one grade two company I pick Tower of Texas on top here in the BWI grade Two. Mm-hmm. Second
1: to in there in the Woodbine mile back uh, in 2016 uh, has the win since then? The Grade Two stakes, seven furlongs on the turf at Woodbine. Yeah, it's good. Atfield's got that, uh, got a couple on the plane shipping down for Saturday stakes. So it's truly, uh, it's kind of international. Really got an Irish bread, is, a yeah. horse bread in Great Britain, a Canadian bread with Texas in its name there from Atfield, and of course uh, a lot of people are going to go back to Black Type, and I don't blame them from the Christoph Clement barn. Uh, black type seems to be kind of the horse in form. He's faced the best horses in here. He's a winner at Laurel Park. He won the Commonwealth Turf Cup last year, right. which is really now the Baltimore Turf Cup.
0: Yep, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, caramano's Same will race. ride this horse a good third in the Dixie earlier this year behind World Approval. Who do you pick on top in the BWI, Ty? Projected.
2: Chad Brown's got bringing projected in here, uh, taking the blinkers back off, put the blinkers on last time, didn't like them, tossed that last race. Uh, second in the Lure, which was the stakes up at uh, Saratoga, but finished second in the Dixie to world approval. Who has won two grade ones since then? So I think projected is going to be tough to beat in here.
0: All right, so it's uh, it's a nice field. Eight runners, and we could see some big things from these runners uh, later on this year down the road against Grade 2, Grade 1 company, because that's the caliber of runners we have here in the Grade 2 Baltimore-Washington International Turf Cup going a mile on the Kelso Turf Course. Let's turn the page here. Race 9 is the Jamestown for 2-year-olds going 5.5 furlongs on the Fort Marcy Rail at 87 feet, and we have all kinds of stuff for you here in this race. Let's show you first uh, video spotlight of the seven. Yes to the dress. One of my top picks in this race, two-year-old Philly. Bye. Congrats. This is her win against Maiden Special Weight Company at Delaware last out. Now she's going to make her turf debut today for trainer Ron Milquet, who's stabled here at Laurel Park for the fall meet. Jose Lascano will ride this Philly. I uh, like to speed on the outside here. Uh, I, I'm going to pick her second uh, behind the Susan Cooney runner, number four graceful request. Well, your thoughts here on the Milquet Philly, Dave?
1: No, she's a half to Miss Lombardi, who is three for 10 on the turf so you would believe that she uh, should uh, like the five and a half on the grass I mean, she's okay sprinting on the dirt Miss Lombardi $137,000 in winnings on the grass therefore yes to the dress a half sister to
2: her we Dave, call, uh, well, yeah. I'm, I'm actually opposite on Dave. The horse, the, the dam of Yes to the Dress has thrown 15 winners, mm-hmm. and only one of them has been a winner on the turf. Miss so, Lombardi. Yes, right. exactly. Right. So yeah. I'm, I don't think there's too much turf underneath. I think on form, Yes to the Dress is obviously the best in here, but I think uh, I don't think she's going to take to the turf as well, and I think it's an absolute spread race. Well, she's a, yeah,
1: she, I, I'm kind of leaning to Stan's horse. I mean, I think she'll run big, but... Um, Sandy you, you kind of I, I really like that middle move from graceful request last time out as a maiden against wise gal
0: yep yeah well, well we got to get to her in a second we got to show you the sound boy we got all kind of stuff going on here Brittany Trimble hit it Brittany Trimble the assistant trainer she's for she's good she shipped in well she was over at Delaware since well she won at Delaware last time out um, took her out this morning everything was good she felt good ready to go all right, so that's Brittany Tremble. I appreciate her time letting us into the barn this morning. Uh, I picked uh, the seven yesterday. Dress uh, second. I, I do like the four graceful requests who you were talking about. I love the scat daddies on the turf. And yeah, coming out of a tough Wise Gal race. Wise Gal came back to win the Salima. Sheldon Russell stays aboard. She's going to have to be on her game here and step up, uh, step it up here because there's a bunch of nice horses up and down this race.
1: How about the, another Susan Cooney in there, the one Wolverette? She's by Shanghai Bobby. Shanghai Bobby's having a pretty good uh, year as a sire. He's the sire of a, a pletcher runner. I think it's a pletcher runner. Uh, March Express, who right. is a stakes winner sprinting up at uh, Saratoga so a couple of maidens in here with a chance to to kind of upset the apple cart against yes to the dress a winner
0: on the dirt the trainer Ferris Allen has a first time starter in here by include here and now some nice works here at Laurel Park they paid 90,000 for this Philly as a yearling at Keeneland uh, they get a Horacio Caramanos to ride here's what Ferris Allen has to say about his include first time starter in the Jamestown
3: here and now is a filly that that we really like. She's she's well meant. She was a uh, a ninety thousand dollar yearling, uh, so we you know we like the filly. She's a very well made filly. We were hoping to get a race under her belt before the Jamestown, but she's ready to go. And uh, the turf is a question. It's fifty fifty whether she's going to take to the grass or not. But she's ready to go, and uh, we'll see where we do.
0: All right. She has a five furlong work on the tab. uh, Three nice half mile works, a couple nice half mile works from the gate. And you get Caramanos aboard this include Philly here and now.
1: Yeah, it's um, I mean, there's several maidens in the race, but, uh, you know, it, it seems to me maybe a one or two of them with a little bit of racing experience might have the edge.
0: All right, so nice uh, nice uh, race there. The Jamestown for two-year-olds. One more stake to go, and it's a grade three, the uh, the Commonwealth Derby for the three-year-old boys going a mile and an eighth. This race will be on the Kelso with the rail at 35 feet, and we have a video spotlight of the Todd Pletcher runner, the two, Master Plan. Here's Master Plan's win. This was at Delaware Park in the Stanton Stakes back in uh, June. It was uh, second in the grade three. Kent, after this, went up to Saratoga early September in the grade three, Saran. And kind of fell apart up there. Voodoo Song won that race. Voodoo Song is going to be awfully tough to beat in this race, but you never can count out Todd Pletcher. He gets Sheldon Russell to ride Master Plan. Yeah,
1: he was twenty-three to one though against Voodoo Song and the Saranac, so you know didn't get a lot of attention up there in his last start. He's really going to have to turn it around, I think.
0: Your thoughts on the, on the field here in the grade three Commonwealth Derby? does uh, Voodoo
2: Song ran well at Saratoga, won four races up there. Uh, never behind at any call in the race. The turf was playing really quick up there, all meat. Uh, so I'm going to go with Bronson. Michael Maker, the, the seven horse. Daniel Centeno is aboard. Uh, a good third at a, a stakes race at Kentucky Downs last time. Uh, has some good tactical speed. Should be sitting good. And, and you're going to get a bit of a, a price, I think, of Bronson.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, when people look at the race on paper, they're obviously going to see the massive speed of Voodoo Song. You know, anyone who's watched Saratoga or uh, tried to beat speed on the turf at Saratoga probably still crying with that crying towel. So Voodoo Song had that speed-favoring Saratoga course to his favor in many of those spa races, but he does have a high degree of early speed. If they let him loose up front, he could hang on to win. But I agree with Ty. I mean, uh, Bronson... A second time here from Maker off the race at Dueling Grounds. Michael Maker this year, Laurel Turf is three for four. He said started four horses on Laurel grasses. He won with three. Yeah. I mean, he's got one in earlier. I think we we spoke about uh, a little bit, pre- perhaps with a chance to upset another horse, maybe. Yeah, but Shug's Profiteer, uh, Stan. I mean, he really turned it around with an eight to one win at the Spa, coming from
0: off the pace up there on August 26th at a mile of a sixteenth. Yeah, got a strong 93 buyer up there. I like the five profits here. I use that runner in my top four. I I use Voodoo Song on top, looks to be low speed. I like Just Howard. I think Just Howard's a nice horse. He's won his last three, his last two against Stakes Company here at Laurel Park. I think he'll rally uh, to be right there for Grand Motion and Fergal Lynch.
1: He's done what he could against uh, State Breads, and now he's really going to have to try to see what he's worth against some open company here. And uh, kudos to Skidaddle and Grand Motion for giving this race a try. I mean, he, you know, he just may be improving enough. It'll be
2: a jump for him, but he's got a good late kick. Uh, yeah, he does. so
1: I wouldn't throw him out. Likes easier. the course.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, that's uh, the local preview for you for this Saturday. If you missed the grade one race last Saturday let's show it to you now. West Coast by Flatter for trainer Bob Baffert that's right, Bob Baffert with another nice three-year-old. Here's West Coast win winning the grade one Pennsylvania Derby going a mile and an eighth up at Parks and uh, so this is a three-year-old picture wide open. West Coast won the Travers now the PPA Derby is West Coast the best three-year-old right now, Dave. The Travers winner comes back
1: here, the Pennsylvania Derby, uh, fifth straight win. I mean, I think a lot of people are checking that West Coast box or shuffling the pencil over in that direction right now uh, for top three-year-old with this impressive performance.
0: Who's your top three-year-old, Ty? Uh, It's
2: got to be West Coast. It's got to be tough also to be Mike Smith's agent. Who do you take in the Breeders' Cup Classic?
0: Arrogate or West Coast? It's not not tough to be Mike Smith's agent. (laughs) No, that guy. He'll he'll figure it out. I have faith in him. I have faith. He'll he'll be just... Don't worry about that guy. No, that (laughs) that guy's all right. Alright, uh, in addition to our big uh, eight stake races on the turf this Saturday, the feature out there, at the great race place on the West Coast, the grade one awesome again, 4-3 and up at Santa Anita, going a mile and eighth. Cupid's going to be one of the horses to beat in there for Bob Baffert. No surprise. Uh, your thoughts here on the grade one awesome again, Ty. Here's Cupid's uh, last race.
2: Yeah, Cupid, this was in the uh, this was in the uh, uh, the Gold Cup out at Santa Anita and really ran extremely well. Won three won by three lengths in here. I would be Ran bigger than I expected, and and uh, tough to be Bob Baffert too. I mean, you got this might be your fourth best string in this division uh, behind Arrogate and Collected, and not to mention you got Tahij in here. Uh, Midnight Storm is going to be a, pre- a pace presence in here. Is going to from Phil D'Amato's barn. Uh, Cupid is going to take a lot of money, but I think he's very beatable in here. Yeah, well,
1: Tahij, I mean fourth uh, against Arrogate Gun Runner Neolithic in the Dubai World Cup. Uh, retooled, adding the blinkers, and now Baffert brings them to the to the West Coast uh, for a try. I mean, he, he, maybe the blinkers on will will turn him around a little bit. We'll see if he puts any more speed into him. Um, I, I would think he ought to be tough, given the company he faced last time out.
2: The return of Dortmund also. he had been going to the one one turn mile or the one mile, stretching out to a mile and an eighth. Here, it's going to be a fun race. Santa need our sister track. They got a ton of graded. One stakes up there on on
0: their opening Saturday. Yeah, I like Dortmund. I saw a workout. Uh, of him on TV the other day you get the hall of famer gary stevens dortman my uh, upset pick and the grade one awesome again that's it we're out of time big weekend of racing here at laurel park friday kicks off the race weekend don't forget early post time on saturday 12 30 first race post time on saturday eight turf stakes for you featuring three graded stakes should be an awesome day we hope to see you here good luck this weekend guys mm, all righty good luck everybody come on out weather's gonna be great here at laurel park what 65 saturday How about that Stan Mm -hmm. beautiful beautiful fall weather here in Maryland for Ty Ellis Dave Robin I'm Stan Salter good luck we hope to see you at Laurel Park this weekend